Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters, and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. As always, I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Happy to say that your girl is back on Spotify after all this time. Still working on Apple, but you can also find me now at um, Alt Media United. So those are some other places you can check us out. So today is episode number 55 Toxic Skies and Total Lies. My guest today is Matthew Landman. He has a movie out called Franken Skies. And so I'm excited to have him here with us today. So, Matthew, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. I'm excited about this. I saw you on uh, my good friends, the Legit Bat podcast show. And I wanted to have you on today because listeners know I've already done a couple of episodes on Harp. And so this was straight up my alley. So let's get into, before we get into the real deep stuff, tell me a little bit about you. Yes, happily. Um, usually... When I answer that question, I try to convey to people that I'm just a normal guy turned activist. You know, um, it doesn't take much to see what's going on in the world and to get inspired and encouraged and empowered to to stand up and do something. And you don't have to have like a trust fund or or anything. All you have to do is have a heart. So I grew up in Virginia and I ended up in California trying to go to film school. And I I moved up to Northern California. And finally was able to go to film school when I went and got my master's degree in business. And when I got out of school, I, I worked so many different jobs in my life. But when I got out of school there in Northern California, I worked as a finance analyst and then finally on an organic farm. I left the office and got grounded on, on an organic farm. And there, at the age of 33, I believe... I woke up to so much more than I ever thought because I got grounded and I witnessed weather modification right before my eyes. I never knew it was so. I never thought it could be so. And in the midst of a five-year catastrophic drought, I witnessed a storm being quelled. So basically, we're expecting a week of rain and this big storm cloud is coming off the ocean. and It's about to dump rain for a week. It's quite obvious. Um, and I'm out on the farm harvesting pumpkins so that we don't get all these pumpkins rotten in the field. And whereas we usually have this sparse air traffic in very rural northern California, coastal uh, agriculture community, northern California, 
Whereas there's very sparse air traffic there. There's no big airport nearby or anything. And in a given day in the farm, you'd see one plane go by. On this occasion, on the edge of this large storm system, over a dozen planes showed up out of the clear blue sky, no pun intended. And all of a sudden, they were leaving these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations, these lines out of the back of the jets, all of the planes. And they're zigzagging in front of the storm front. And I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think anything of the uptick, abnormal, irregular uptick in air traffic. You know, I just witnessed it. And then the storm came and it didn't drop any rain. And later on, a few months later, someone said the word chemtrails to me. I had no idea what chemtrails were, what that was. And I looked it up and I had that memory in my head from previously. And I started to learn about weather modification and drought causation and we can make it rain, we can make it not rain and all that sort of stuff, which is basically like the introductory level chemtrail stuff because it gets so layered when you start to talk about HARP and all the nanotech and, right. and all the different things that you can do. But the film Frankenskies starts off in 1921, I believe. It's the early 1920s. And I show historical stock footage from the government of the U.S. military industrial complex sharpening his tools on um, which which are owning the weather, controlling the weather. And by the 1920s and 30s, uh, we had learned, we, the U.S. Um, Air Force and what have you, had learned how to make it rain and not rain. We can make rain, make it not rain by spraying different chemicals in the sky. And, I mean, even um, it started off in um, 1914. Professor Hatfield was hired by San Diego to cure, uh, to alleviate a drought. And just by by building a, a 35-foot tower and spraying certain chemicals in the sky, he was able to bust the dams and make these floods. And this is over 100 years ago. So when people talk about drought and farmers losing their business and all this and whatnot, while, si while simultaneously we can seed clouds for hydro dams and even ski resorts, but we don't talk about the farmers anymore because, you know, that information has been swept under the rug. So there's a lot of truth being hidden. So the film Frankenskies goes through a chronological timeline of weather modification history and then the evolution to geoengineering where we are today. And that film came out in 2017. So it's a, a chronological uh, his history of all of it until 2017. And now I'm working on Frankenskies 2, Climate Chains sequel because mm. <laughs> that's coming too <laughs> mm -hmm. that is i think um that's the narrative that they're working with the since they can control when it rains they can control windstorms they can uh avert hurricanes they can make it snow they can do all these things <clears throat> with weather and you know according to the world economic forum their next lockdown is a climate lockdown and i think that's exactly where we're going just like you know uh hottest temperature on record since blah 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 time or whatever and that's their whole push if you give them money they can help control uh the temperature and all of this other shit which they've literally done like you said since 1914 well, that's an interesting um, developing right before our eyes narrative, which mm -hmm. is very curious because right when we went into this uh, COVID-1984 dystopia, 
um, in spring of 2020 in the U.S. at least. Um, it was about March in 2020 where we were told two weeks, you know, everybody stop doing what you're doing for two weeks and everything will be okay. Everyone was messaging me from around the country and even the world saying um, that they were witnessing actual beautiful white fluffy clouds and cobalt blue skies that the chemtrail spraying had, had been stopped. Mm-hmm. And I had questioned it myself at the time I was living in Santa Rosa, and I did. I saw white fluffy clouds during the lockdown and blue skies, and the planes weren't spraying like they were leading up to that lockdown. But now, in retrospect, what I'm witnessing is they're using that data. So what they do, it's a Hegelian dialectic. That's why the movie is called Climate Chains instead of Change. Right. Because it's a problem-reaction-solution dialogue that they've used time and time again with terrorism or whatever you want it to be. These think tanks can covertly manipulate society by by giving them this the problem, by, by making a problem. And the solution to the problem is going to be the problem itself. It's so diabolical, but somehow we're able to be fear-mongered into it. So the right. solution the solution to terrorism was us us terrorizing the world, you know? And the solution to geo to um, geoengineered global warming is going to be geoengineering. You know, it's it's it doesn't make any sense at all. So what they've been doing is geoengineering with chemtrails, geoengineering. Uh, climate change and um, these these hot topic words like global warming, whereas you know it, weather patterns are always shifting and we're not in any sort of heating period. But we, if you look at the heat waves that are caused by HARP, you know, and and just look at those on your plotting of statistics, then maybe you could say we're going into some heating. But it's all done through spraying of metallics and then superheating them with ionospheric heater stations, not just in Alaska, but deployed all over now. And some of them are mobile. And if you can create heat waves and say that it's our fault, and then say that the solution is dimming the sky with geoengineering and and trying to get a grip on like the control that they'll have if they can dim our sun, it's unreal. So what happened was they stopped spraying their crazy chemtrails that are creating a greenhouse effect. They're creating an overall heating and they're zapping the sky with their harp and, you know, making heat waves and high pressure and all this stuff. They stopped spraying during that small duration where everyone was collectively locked inside. Mm-hmm. And, and in doing so, there was not that greenhouse effect that they were always making with the spraying of um, heavy metals in the sky. And so they're using that data now to say, hey, look, when we locked you in your houses, climate change and global warming was briefly alleviated. Well, it's because they stopped spraying during that little time frame. but it seems like that their think tanks were, were planning ahead. So now they're going to say, oh, if we lock you up again, it'll alleviate this thing that we're creating the whole time. It's pretty, it's pretty scary and diabolical. If they, if they, if they literally start bringing back the the COVID with this Delta variant and then start to play this climate change lockdown thing with this new administration, it's going to get really, really weird, really quick. It's, it's just something else. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that this is like the engineered plan because anything that comes out of the world economic forum, you can bet your ass it's going to happen. And so that was their big thing was, you know, the COVID stuff first, and then the climate change 
lockdown. And then, of course, they've already said we're going to lose like all utilities. So hence all the <clears throat> ransomware attacks and all the shit on, you know, the quote pipelines and energy companies and all that stuff, which is also fabricated and engineered by, you know, the powers that be. Um, but I think that's exactly where they're where they're going is to their push for the Green New Deal. Because look, if our numbers are really great because you are all locked in your houses and there was no emissions, um, then imagine like if we banned all, you know, gas powered cars, imagine how great it would be. Yeah, it's a scary thought, but they it's feared, their push. They feared us into it by by promoting this this fear and hatred of Trump. Now they're they're it's a, it's just a, a fear mongering campaign, and we've got to be able to draw the line in the in the sand or the crack in the concrete and be able to stand up for ourselves. There's one fascinating thing I just want to before I forget I want to uh, talk about the way that we are being engineered to not stand up for ourselves is mm -hmm. by having everybody go through something slightly different. So right, right now now right now Tokyo is on like some lockdown and so is um, the UK, you know, and I guess a lot of Japan and maybe New Zealand and Australia, but we're not witnessing it here. We're basically able to breathe freely and we're able to be out and about right now. Everything's right. okay right now. So we in the United States have nothing to protest, okay? So it's a global new world order, like attack on humanity. And how's humanity going to rally together if we're not all under the same boot, right? If we're not all right. su suffering from the same thing. So California, who is is a leader in this whole uh, manipulation, enslavement, even, even with the uh, vaccine agenda or whatever it is, it seems to all roll out in California first to see how far they right. can push, push the envelope. I mean, California is the most liberal state. It makes sense. So right now... They said that they were going to reopen California and let the schools all reopen without masks. That's what the promise was. Well, now they're telling California that they're letting each county do it however they want, decide on their own. So you'll have California, which is a massive state, and each county, one county will say, you can take off the masks in school if you prove you're vaccinated. One county will say, everyone can take off their masks. One county will say, we're all having everyone wear the masks until, you know, further notice. Okay. So how is there going to be a statewide rally if everybody is being pushed a different way? You, you can't. There won't be. So it's a very strategic thing that they're doing. In Texas, it'll be different. And you're in Tennessee. It's different. And I'm in Oregon. Right. It's somehow totally different here. Right. And as right. this new variant comes and they start to talk. I mean, you know, did you see what Biden said yesterday? He said that unvaccinated people are killing vaccinated people. It's a very scary yeah. thing for the leader of the free world to come out of the leader of the free world's mouth. I couldn't believe our president would... I mean, I know he's in that Not job and this is slippery slope, <laughs> but it's just... And I know nothing should surprise me, but that's a very drastic statement to say that we're, that we're killers, that we're murderers. That means we're in deep... That means we're going down some slippery slope. And this winter, it may get really real really quick, you know? Yeah. And what I'm hearing is like September, that uh, September is when they're going to mandate it. But guess what? People know your rights because it is not fully approved. They cannot mandate 
an emergency use vaccination, and they cannot force you to get it without informed consent. You don't have informed consent if you have no idea what is in it, and the people giving it to you don't have any idea what's in it either. I came from the medical community. I'm telling you, you have to get consent on anything and everything that you do to a patient, period. And you have to document it. Yeah, I'd like to hope so. I just feel like that all the rules are being thrown out the window under this guise of a, of a pandemic and what have you. I mean, I mean, did we ever think that we could see the day that children can not have to go through their parents to, to, to have these injections? Like literally these, these children at the, in, in schools can be treated with whatever, I mean, you, you name it, all these different vaccines without right. parental consent, without parental consent. This is unreal. You Which know? is funny because in most school systems, uh, the school nurse cannot even administer so much as an aspirin or a Tylenol without parental consent. So there are states, I think there's nine um, that are going around skirting the parents and making up new laws in those in those particular school districts where they don't have to get the parents' consent. They can all, they can round them up just like it's picture day. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, come on, let's all go get the jabby jab. Yeah, yeah Cal- California is one of those that's pushing the envelope and, and even advising the children to take uh, hormone uh, puberty right. blockers and all that sort of stuff right. without parental consent. You, your kid goes off to school and you think that they're being taught whatever the Pythagorean theorem or whatever, you know, how to do math and what have you. And they come back with hormone blocking pills and the Tdap or Gardasil right. vaccine. And right. they're completely different people. And literally they're not even of age. How is that? even humanly possible. So I'd like to hope that we can, you know, stand our ground and, and do this, you know, consent, informed consent thing. But what I think is going to happen is one of these states or counties that needs, that wants to be made an example of, they're, they're going to go door to door in, in some sort of fashion, whether it's like forced or not, but they, we're really on the edge of, of, a press, of, a, of a cliff. I really, I can't stress enough that we need to like come together and and stand our ground for humanity because if we let it slip the the children the next generation like that's who we're fighting for we can't 100%. we can't pa- we can't pass them a torch that's literally like wet and 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 not burning we have to Yeah to- and we talk about that all the time like you know we have seen so much change in our lifetime and I cannot imagine what our kids are going to have to go through in the future, you know, and, and one of the things that you guys had talked about uh, the other day was like the VR technology that's out there now and everybody's being pushed to, you know, do like VR games and, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, and references in movies and, you know, things like that. But even in the podcasting community, uh, there are podcasters that stream their shows through virtual reality, 
Uh, and it's like you are in this virtual reality town and streaming to people that way. And I'm sorry, but I'm old school. I don't really like tech. I know I'm doing a podcast. Hello. That's the only way I can get my voice out because I get censored a hell of a lot. But you will never catch me doing uh, VR games or VR, you know, podcasting or uh, virtual reality sex. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids are being subjected to a, like a, a total transhuman takeover where the masks were the beginning of taking away people's faces and only giving them the social interaction when it's on the internet. They'll keep slowly pushing that like slippery slope until all the kids feel comfortable with is this like virtual reality world. That's where they will feel safe. And I agree with you 100%. I'm completely anti-tech. I don't even have a smartphone. I have an online Mm -hmm. business and mm-hmm. I've got uh, 60,000 Facebook followers or something. And, I, and I'm going on podcasts almost every day. And I don't have a smartphone. I refuse. I went backwards in time. I got myself some EMF uh, radiation meters. Mm-hmm. And the phones put off so much. So I've got this slider phone that has like a physical, tangible keyboard on it. And I love it. I can text. I can call. And it doesn't emit any radiation. And then when I get on my laptop to do all my stuff online... It's wired. It's on airplane mode. The, the Wi-Fi is off. The wire, the Ethernet goes over to the modem, and I'm not radiated. And then to take it a step further, I created an EMF-protected, um, an EMF-protective clothing line called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, which is a Latin word for hope, to bring hope to the children, the next generation, to protect them from this invasive uh, technology, all this radiation, 5G and whatnot. Because it is an attack on the on the children. This accumulative radiation, they're plopping laptops in these kids' laps without any without any education or knowledge of what it does to their reproductive organs. A child mm-hmm. born and raised in this environment, we have to consider these long-term implications. So I've got silver clothing and baby blankets, and it's all silver. Um, check it out at S-P-E-R-O gear on Instagram, Sparrow gear on Instagram and sparrowgear.com. But we have to all be thinking about solution-based, solution-oriented things. The powers that be want us stuck in this fight or flight trance, this fight or flight, uh, fight or flight victimhood, fight, flight or freeze, where we're not coming up with any solutions and we're literally just putting out spot fires, you know, like we can't think bigger picture and be solutions based. So we have to snap out of that and think bigger picture and see where the world's going and say, oh, well, maybe I need to start a rogue grocery store because I'm not, I don't want to have to show my vaccine passport to get into a grocery store. How are we going to feed ourselves? You know, there's certain things where you can step on, step up and see the writing on the wall and help community make the new world that we need to create instead of this dystopia that the powers that be want to create, you know, Mm -hmm. but it takes a little ambition. It takes seeing what's happening and not just being a victim. We have to start to honor the truth, honor this new reality that we're in and really start to think about the children in a whole new way. I mean, it's such an aggressive campaign to get these kids digitized that they'll even fake a moon landing and start fake people going to mars so that they can so that they can get people (laughs) to become part robot the people that go to mars the people that are chosen to first go to mars which they won't go anywhere 
mind you. They're going to have uh, computer chips in their brain. They're going to have bionic uh, limbs and bionic this and that. And they're going to be part robots so that they can withstand the trip to Mars. It's all the writings on the wall. It's been in the National Geographics. It's been, I mean, Elon Musk is all part of it. It's all the uh, hijacking of humanity. And once you've got people that are getting robotic parts to go to Mars and that's okay and you've got a virtual reality world where people are experiencing nature and what have you in a virtual reality from home because they're so afraid of the new variant of what have you and global warming and terrorism and these smart meters and what have you are making sure that you stay inside i mean it's it's a pretty weird dystopia that we can't let the we cannot tan the children in that dystopia reality we have to start to think ahead and see what's happening like everyone wants to be like oh it can't it's not going to be like that there's no way we have to we can't think that way no we have to see the trajectory and know the potentials of the realities that we're entering because they're the new world order agenda and the the charles schwabs of the world and all these evil like globalists or whatever their plan is they're not going to back down Right? right, they just keep pushing until we push back. I swear, when they even said uh, anal swabs, they were just pushing to see how how we would how we would respond. Right, you know, and it, they put the data into a supercomputer, and they've been playing it since they ran it through Event Two Hundred One before the pandemic even pandemic even started. You know, right. so it's like we're up against a lot, but we can't just bow down and say, "Oh no, that it could this could never happen." It's happening. And here we are, we're in the midst of it. So all of us can start by recognizing that, embracing it, realizing that, yeah, we're shook up and scared, but we have to snap out of this victimhood, this fight or flight, and embrace like our honor, our integrity. Like, what are we here to, why are we even here on earth? It's not to just bow down to some authority. It's to fight for the kids. It's to honor ourselves, honor our ancestors. I mean, our ancestors fought and died to get us to where we're at. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? Honor them or just literally know the truth? Because once you know the truth, that's that's the thing. You know, it's a double-edged sword. It's kind of a blessing and a curse. At first, it really upsets you at first, and it can be dismantling. And, you know, they say first the truth pisses you off, but then it sets you free. And once you start to... Really quick, once you start to get on these vibrations of truth, all these other truths start to become self-evident. So it's not just, you know, waking up to chemtrails or waking up to COVID or whatever. All these things start to unravel once you see the truth as it is. It's a vibration that all these other things are on, you know, and and in that is our spiritual destiny, I think, personally. And I couldn't agree more with that because you once you learn and once you see and once you know you cannot unknow, you cannot unlearn. And so it makes it so much more easy to go through life and you're like, you know, hearing things on social media or on the news or, you know, wherever people get their sources from. And you can choose to decide for yourself, you know, whether it's utter garbage and horseshit or, you know, whether there is something that could ring true. And I think one of the big problems in our society is the amount of people that are still under the assumption that the government would never hurt us. We are expendable beings. Um, 
And they have proven throughout time through all of their psychotic psychology experiments, um, injecting the Tuskegee Airmen with, you know, syphilis and, and things like that. All the other experiments that they've done throughout time, you can find all of this shit in the CIA archives, um, the FBI, their shit in there. You can find all of this stuff that, you know, what they have done to the American people, and they really could care less. I mean, they they drugged how many people during their experiments to see, like, how they would do on uh, psychedelic medications or how they would do on narcotics or whatever, and then they injected sex into the same equation. So... You know, for anybody that still believes that the government wouldn't hurt you, um, please wake up and please pay attention to everything that's going on because they have done that throughout history since the government was created. Just saying. Well, Janet, people I've analyzed, I analyze. Okay, so being the chemtrail guy, firstly, which was a hard place to be at first. It was a world swamped with controlled opposition. Right. And also, and also um, it was such a derogatory thing to be a chemtrail conspiracy guy. Like people, even people who believed other conspiracies weren't willing to go there. And it's, I've, I've given so much deep thought to this psychosis and the psychology of all of it. And, and people literally say the same thing. I've handed out thousands of flyers for... Um, events that I've hosted. I've hosted uh, uh, film screenings for my movie. I've hosted um, geoengineering global chemtrail summits, one in Vancouver, Canada, one in Portland, Oregon, one in Tucson, Arizona. The one in Tucson, Arizona was to go up against this big experiment with Bill Gates, where he was to mm-hmm. spray the sky and dim the Black sun. Block out the sun. Yes. yes. And this in was cahoots a- with Harvard, mind yes. you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was just a few years ago. And we went down and protested it, and they postponed the experiment, um, which was supposed to happen in Tucson, Arizona. So we were victorious in, in pushing them, but now they're pushing it over Sweden. They're supposedly going to do it next year in Sweden to um, show the world that they can dim the sun with chemtrails, even though the chemtrails aren't real, but then they're going to normalize them and make them real by spraying Exactly. Aluminum and different particulates in front of the sky. So either way, I've analyzed people so much because people will say the exact same thing. They'll say they wouldn't do that to us. They say Mm -hmm. also, why would they do that to themselves regarding the chemtrails? Why would they spray themselves? Why would they spray their own own families? And all these certain questions come up. And at this, what it is deep down, you know, is every single person has a good heart. Every single human out there on the street or not that's in denial or not, they have a good heart deep down. These normal people out in the world are not globalist sociopaths. And I don't even know if the people that are at the higher up top are even human. I have no idea. Like, are they are they d- d- overwhelmed by demons? I have no idea. But they they are not like you. They don't care. And to mm-hmm. get past that... To be like, I'm not like them. I'm not a sociopath that cares not about life. I can hardly kill a fly. Like, right. I mean, 
the, the fact of the matter is they are not you. They're not you. They're, they're not even breathing the same air as you. They don't care. And people can, can like get caught up on that. Like they would never do that to us. How, why would they do that? The government is the, look, if you watch the movie Frankenskies, and because you mentioned this Tuskegee Airmen and all these different experiments mm-hmm. in the film Frankenskies, they in the 1970s, the mid 1976, I believe, the U.S. Air Force does an a research project on the low income neighborhoods of St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. yep. and they start to spray with planes radioactive cadmium sulfide, this mm-hmm. radioactive substance. They spray the low-income neighborhoods that are primarily children even, they spray these neighborhoods with planes and then they start to spray from the rooftops and then they even go through the neighborhoods spraying radioactive cadmium out of station wagons at ground level on right. primarily primarily black neighborhoods. Why? They wanted to see how many people died. Right. That's it. And And this is on the American population. Like literally, we have... The ability, like, not that we should do this, but we're at war with countries and stuff. We could do these experiments on on our enemies. If I mean, you know what I'm saying? We're doing them. Not that that's okay. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying we're doing it on ourselves. You've got to take a step back and question your your own reality. I've I've pondered: Did we even win World War II? Like, why would they let a bunch of Nazis come over and start the MK Ultra program right. uh, during Operation Paperclip and NASA during Operation Paperclip? These are war criminals. Na- NASA is war criminals getting paid fifty million dollars a day of US right. taxpayer money to primarily lie. And you you said earlier once you see the lie, you can't unsee the lie. Right. So Elon Musk supposedly all of a sudden came up with rockets that can land. Rocket, <laughs> right? These Boy, rockets. I've got some stuff to say about him and Branson. Okay. So there's this ro- rockets, they usually shoot up with this rockets, right? And they um, somehow work in space, even though there's like a vacuum of space and there's no oxygen and, and you know, all these rules shouldn't even exist for the, the rockets up there. But either way, let's just talk about the, the Elon Musk has these rockets that all of a sudden could just land. And being a film major, I looked at it and literally it's just a rocket in reverse. It, they took a rocket taking off they, they, and they filmed it. And they put it in reverse so it looks like it's landing, but it looks so fake if you've got the eyes to see. You know, mm-hmm. if you're seeing through the lens of truth, it's so self-evident. And once you see that, you can't unsee it. It's like the truth is so in your face. Even Elon Musk said when he shot the convertible up into space with a mannequin in it that just is floating still and almost got to Mars and doesn't even have any specific paint and is just shooting through space. Now, he said it looks so fake that it must be real. But it's so fake that it's not real. It's so fake that he's literally, along with these globalist Illuminati, whoever, they're testing the stupidity meter of humanity and seeing how much we're willing to take, just like the anal swabs. If everyone lined up for the anal swabs, then we'd, we'd have that in the consciousness now, and that would be what we do to go into the movie theaters. But that's where we said no. You know what I'm saying? It's just they literally want to see how far they can push us. And I think they want us to fight, too. They want us armed to the teeth. They want us having a race war. It's just total mind manipulation. If we can see the forest through the trees, that's when we start to win. 
Oh, 100%. And on the on the note of uh, Musk and Branson, you know, both of them, like, oh, Br- Richard Branson had this, had this experience where, you know, they went into space and he took passengers with them in a plane, mind you, a plane. Okay. And then if you read the fine print on this, because it's like $200,000 to be able to go and it says experience, it does not say anything other than experience, which to me is like a Disney ride. Okay. So uh, Musk has the same thing on his and it's my husband and I were talking about this today. It's supposed to take 10 minutes and you're going to orbit the earth and then, and then come back and land all within 10 minutes. Now, um, I'm just going to say they must think we are super retards because if you buy the globe theory, okay, and how far space is from the earth and then how fast, you know, the earth rotates and how long it takes to fly around the earth, supposedly, how in the hell is he going to accomplish that <clears throat> quote experience in 10 minutes? And that's it. It's a VR thing. That's all that is. For people that can't see that, I'm sorry, but I have some property to sell you in the middle of the ocean. Just saying. <laughs> Um, I, I liked that. Uh, I liked everything you said. And being a, a filmmaker, I like to go back and watch these movies from my childhood, those mm-hmm. different films that indoctrinated me to actually stick up for space at one point. I think it's all nonsense right now. We're fed so many lies. That right. I know. I don't that believe anything. <laughs> yeah. I know that there are lies on top of lies on top of lies. And what that does is we are very powerful, co-creative, um, manifester beings. But if we're living a lie and we're believing all these different falsehoods, it like kind of dismantles our truth Um beacon and our discernment and also our ability to like create and manifest and i think they know that and they know that if we just live a total lie that we can't embrace our 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 true like powers or whatever it is but yeah there's so many so many holes i I could go on forever but (laughs) what the what the indoctrination machine um i've been revisiting a lot of movies especially handmaid's tale um, Handmaiden's Tale from 1990 about a dystopian future where literally the U.S. flag is like cut in half and there's this Illuminati black triangle eye on the other half and it's an ev- evangelical uh, dystopian future where the only currency is fertility and no one can procreate. They don't know why, but it's from the freaking vaccines and 5G. Like, come on, the writing's on the wall. And so then there's Children of Men, similar story, no one can procreate. And then I watched recently Demolition Man, where right. Sylvester Stallone and their social distancing, and they they um, they have virtual reality sex. They don't even have intimate sex where you touch anymore, and it's right. all weird. And they predicted program Schwarzenegger being the governor, which is odd. But the one that I really want to talk about is Total Recall because this is becoming relevant and prevalent. And and I, I do mention this on 
other shows, so sorry to be a broken record. But Schwarzenegger in the film Total Recall, he goes in and has this transhumanism ability to put chips and memories in his brain. And right. he buys a package of becoming a superhero and going to Mars when he knows he's not going to be going anywhere. There's no Mars trip, actually. And he thinks that he went, but he did not go. Right. Okay? This is like predictive programming to Elon its Musk. finest. <clears throat> yes. Because <laughs> when it's in a movie and it's in our consciousness, it cannot be real. Like right. our our discernment has been suspended and that's a Hollywood film and that's a movie, ha, 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 don't you know? It's that right. ridicule psychology. When I was a child, and I think just about everyone went through this, the first thing they freaking told me in school is how dumb everyone was that thought the earth was flat, that they thought the ships were going over the edge and they're so stupid, obviously we're spinning ball. Look at the globe, don't you know, child? It's a ball, it's a ball, it's a ball, it's a ball. And at that point of our indoctrination just like discernment was just thrown out the window we're being told by an authority what to think and how to feel and how to react and what emotions to have for certain things but it's all this ridicule psychology really is all that's behind it it's it's the only basis through which a lot of this even stands and it's like a house of cards at the bottom of it it's just you shaming your peers it's just a social engineering tactic it's just peer pressure and peer ridicule and that's how they get away with literally going to mars with a drone that has propellers just like it would on earth and somehow they're able to pull it off in one try during covid and then who's filming it i'd like to know who's getting the footage of the of the moon landing for instance i'd right? like to know i'd like to know how we end up going to mars when we can't even go back to the moon i'd like to know so well, many different things it's cuz they said they lost all the technology yeah i know that <laughs> there's so many questions that i'd like to ask and and listeners don't let us asking questions divert you from opening up to something like a COVID being a hoax or chemtrails. We just ask deep questions because we know that we're being lied to to such a degree. For instance, moonlight is the opposite of sunlight. It starts to open up these huge questions when you learn that moonlight is a cold light that makes things decompose and sunlight is a warm yellow light that makes things grow. Like if you just look at what mold does, fungus and mold in moonlight grows and in sunlight it dies. It's right. got op it's got literal opposite properties. You can't bounce light off of a rock and have it blazing a different type of light. It just doesn't even make sense. There's so many questions that I have regarding where we're at and what's going on. And I firmly think that we're on the verge of some like bigger awakening. And that's why they're pulling off all the cards with this, like lock everyone inside and fear monger the crap out of everybody and all these sort of things. It's, it's really just a dystopian push to dismantle our spiritual evolution. But, but at the end, truth wins. I mean, you can't hide the truth from every I, – I found a quote recently. You could cut all the flowers in the world, but you still can't prevent the spring, you know? Right. Yeah. That's so. absolutely true. And, you know, um, on the lines of blocking out the sun, because I hate Bill Gates. Everybody knows I hate Bill Gates. And I hate Harvard because they're shady as fuck. But anyway, on the on the blocking out the sun issue – if you were to believe everything you've ever been taught in school 
about the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars and blah, blah, blah. And then you've got Bill Gates wanting to block out the sun. Would that not completely change according to what we've always learned? Um, the makeup and the chemistry of not only you, but every single plant and living species on earth. Well, it's fascinating. Like the powers that be, they're very smart and they have AI supercomputers on their side. Why? And they control the media. I right. watched, a, uh, watched a movie recently. This movie I watched just the other day, which I was so shocked I even found, 1976 film, The Network. Unbelievable. Please watch it. It's about the consolidation of the media. And what happened during around the late 70s and the 80s and got us to where we're at is the there's no longer a trusted media source. I'm 40 years old and when I right. was a kid, when I was a kid I could find uh, two sides to every news story by looking through the media and maybe the economist would have a, a trustworthy write up on a topic, but now everyone's under the same umbrella. Like if you want to look at it like the Rothschilds own everybody and they're all just handed the same script because at the end of the day, they're all answering to one um, figurehead or whatever. Right. So in doing so, they're able to control all of the dialogues all at once, you know, and push all these narratives all at once. And for people to not see it, I think it's actually like creating its own demise by being so repetitive and, and, and horrid and whatnot, I can't mm -hmm. help but think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot in, at the yeah, end of the day. I agree with that. And I think that wholeheartedly because um, the more uh, like devious and blatantly stu stupid, uh, for lack of better wording, that their narratives and, and stuff get um, – I think that forces people to be like, what the hell are you even talking about, you moron? And I think that's going to cause a lot of people to completely change their views, to wake up, start researching, start talking to people. And I think you're absolutely right. They're going to destroy themselves like all the, quote, fact checkers that are fact checking stuff. You know, and all the media corporations that work for him and um, Wikipedia and all of their uh, lovely bias and all of these entities that are so big, they're going to start eating themselves. I wholeheartedly believe that. Well, I believe it. And it's, it's showing itself like to for me on my own personal journey for me to even become an activist, I had to see that there was darkness and to know that there was light, and to see that that duality existed on Earth, and the darkness is showing itself. So once the darkness really does show itself, all these people on Earth get to pick. Well, am I darkness? No, I'm the light. And if there's darkness and there's light, like which mm -hmm. side am I on? So that being said, vibration and frequency is very important and very real and people can be controlled so much easily through hatred and fear i think right so i think it's really fascinating i want to see your take on on this um janet because what do you think about how the controlled media so if the media is all controlled right. and they Which let we things, know it is yeah and they let things go viral that are like fear-based 
I, I right. see it even on my on my Facebook. I'll post a hundred things. One thing will go viral, and it'll be like the fear mongering hatred thing, and all the other love and like posts have like one like. It's right. very it's very obvious and tangible in my world. Some people might deny it, but if they control this all of it, why are they making Bill Gates this like evil boogeyman? Do they want all of our collective? fear and hatred to dismantle us. They're literally telling us that he's bought up the farmland, that right. he's bought up the Canadian rail, that he might have been behind the burning of Littleton, I mean not Littleton, um Lytton BC, L Y T T O N BC 250 um people, this town, there's a whistleblowing doctor for the Moderna vax and all of a sudden this town's burned overnight. It just happened like a week ago. They say he's behind that, but either way he's behind the event 201 and the right. dimming of the sun. And right. the vaccine agenda. Okay, right. so he is like the Mr. Burns evilist. <laughs> I love that. Super villain. He's a super villain. <laughs> so he's the, our villain. We've been programmed. We've been programmed um, through the media to have like a villain and then to have a hero right. st- step up. That's a problem. Yeah, too. and see, that's the thing about our society is you can only have one villain, right? Um, when it's something like that. So look at who the villain was a while back. And that was Dr. Fuck Cheesy, you know? And so it's always got to be something, but that's also part of their um, new agenda that they have for 2031, um, that they have like warp speed ahead of time to, to get it implemented. But that's also the thing where public figures will fall. They purposely plan on making certain people the, uh, the scapegoats, although nothing will ever happen to either one of them. I guarantee you um, because, and this is, you know, off topic, but it ties in. There are so many influential people like judges, lawyers, uh, police commissioners, things like that, that are in secret societies with these people. And they were put in their positions of power to save these people's asses. And so even though they're going to scapegoat like Bill Gates or Dr. Fauci or, you know, whoever the next villain quote is going to be. They're always going to be protected, even though they're going to get a lot of, you know, like public hatred or whatnot. They're, they're still not going to, you know, be abstained in prison or anything like that. Like it's never going to happen because they're so well insulated and protected that, you know, it'll be like most of the time with pedophiles or anything where they might get like a one month probation for their sentence, and that's it. Well, I'm glad I asked you because I, I love your input, and I think you're totally spot on, and I didn't see it. I was kind of looking at it more like a spiritual esoteric thing and thinking, well, if everyone's in this fear space, what can we do? But what I got out of what you said, and and correct me if I'm wrong, is we need to gather locally because right. it's like the local um, governor or whatever is signing off on – 
these fires agendas or not letting the rain come in or whatever. The, the right. planes are taking off at, at that governor's airport to spray the right. skies. And, they, and it's literally like our hands are tied if we're trying to fight this one guy that we can't get our hands on. If everything's scapegoated to Bill Gates and he's on some private jet in Sweden and we can't do anything, when literally we need to be going to our city halls and our town halls and gathering right. together and saying, no, we need infrastructure for this drought and we need to seed these clouds and no, you can't geoengineer over my city and no, you can't do this to my town and no, you can't vaccinate my town. If it's if we're looking at it as this bigger problem and this whole like, oh, we've all got to somehow attack Bill Gates, which we can't, that's a very, right. uh, it's a very smart skate. It's a very, uh, it's a smart tactic. Like if it's, I think it, I, I literally think a lot of it comes out of a computer, you know, like they, oh, it put, does, in, 100%. they, they put in the variables and how we're acting and they're like, well, this is the best case scenario. And you're right. There's these judges and all these people and they go to these Freemason societies and they want to be protected. Like right. the town that I'm in in Oregon right now, 2,400 low-income homes burned up uh, yeah. 10, 10 months ago. And they don't this, care. And they mm. don't care. They haven't been rebuilt. The whole low income is just being pushed out of these two towns, Talent, right. Oregon, and Phoenix, Oregon. And all of the the higher income people are either, if they did lose their home, they're rebuilt. And a lot of them weren't impacted at all because it was just trailer parks and whatnot that burned. And I, I could have sworn that there was some people locally, like local judges and local sheriffs and whatnot, that were in on it because the emergency broadcast didn't go out and the right. hydr hydrants were turned off and all right. these certain things. But when you're when you're looking at it much bigger picture and all trying to hate, you know, this one guy that you can't even get your hands on, it makes sense. It makes mm -hmm. it makes it's a really smart, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty wise to do it the way they're doing it. But eventually we're gonna have to get community oriented. And, and literally draw that line in the sand and say, no, you can't come knocking on my door. And no, I'm not going to get locked down for climate for climate change. I mean, like, come on, people. The sea levels haven't risen. Al Gore was full of it. Al Gore got a peace prize for saying I, that we're going to all get, be underwater. He, yeah. did get, he did get billions of dollars, though, <laughs> by golly. Yeah, I did. He got a Nobel Peace Prize for saying that the ice caps were going to melt and that we were going to be underwater and that coastal New York and all this blah -de blah If, for those of you that don't know, sea level, which I've been to uh, living in California and what have you, sea level has not changed. There's, exactly. sand, there's sand wars with Dubai and there's like documentaries on that. There's erosion and islands right. face that, you know, the Maldives and all these islands face erosion and whatnot. But sea level rise has not occurred at all. So all of this like argument that's based on this handful of facts of this gloom and doom that's not even happening, there are heat waves and there are exacerbated storms because of the technology. I mean, right. literally we can quell hurricanes, but instead we make them bigger to point the finger at this, at this narrative. And at the right. end of the day, what is the end of this narrative? It's like giving up our control and letting some nefarious character spray our sky with with metals to to supposedly like the headlines are so crazy. I give these presentations of all the different media outlets headlines, and what they say is once we start, we can't stop. So once they publicly okay geoengineering after their Swedish experiment next year with this character. Uh, David Keith out of Calgary, he's the Harvard professor that's pushing it all, the solar radiation mm -hmm. management, and his funding comes from Bill Gates. 
So it's just these two guys that everyone gets to point the finger at. Once they say it's okay to deploy and they start spraying everywhere and they gray out the skies, they say that they can't stop or it'll be catastrophic. But come on, if you really think about it, if they spray an aluminum layer in the atmosphere, they will create a greenhouse effect and trap in heat like they do to make heat waves. They already do it to make the heat waves. So they're just going to create more heating and say, oh, it's not working. We got to do more. And what is the purpose of taking away our sun? To create crop failures, to dismantle our connection to source, give us all vitamin D deficiencies or what? What is it exactly? I can't help but think. Not just that, but think of everybody's emotional state because what happens to people uh in places like Seattle where it's rainy all the time and gloomy and whatever people's moods completely change. And guess what? If they're able to accomplish that, you're easily defeated when you're down, aren't you? Well, yeah, but they want to slowly do it. They're going to slowly do it and people will slowly notice it and they'll, they'll slowly be like, no, I heard it's good. No, I did. Have you heard this one about the grand solar minimum? Please tell me you haven't. I hope you have not. Have you heard of the grand solar minimum conspiracy theory going around? No, please, t- please tell. It is a um, controlled opposition like Q thing to dismantle the chemtrail truth activists. And this whole thing coming out of NASA is that we're actually going into a grand solar minimum. So it's like it's to split up the activism and to have a lot of activists thinking that this is actually true when it's not. So then they think that I'm the bad guy for saying chemtrails are bad because chemtrails are actually good. And what they're saying based on supposed NASA statistics, which I don't know how people can quote NASA knowing that they're total liars. (laughs) But either way, they love to do it. You know, people even in the truth circle, the grand solar minimum says that the sun is dimming, actually, and that we're and that the government knows, but doesn't want to tell us. And so that they're spraying chemtrails to create a greenhouse effect so that they can keep us warm, because otherwise, we're going to go into an ice age. So they're really doing it for our own good to prevent this ice age, but they don't want to tell us. So that's all like going through the, the conspiracy world and people that believe in certain uh, podcasters or whatever, like you say, these podcasters are in these virtual reality headsets. Mm-hmm. I that's pretty much hypocrisy to me. So a lot of those people are probably in there preaching this grand solar minimum thing, saying actually the chemtrails are good or whatever. It dismantles these truthers. the The powers that be, they didn't like kind of losing their grip when the Black Panthers were around, and so right. since then they've hijacked. And even controlled and been the the opposition. Like they literally, instead of hijacking and having to um, infiltrate, they will create the opposition. People cannot wrap their heads around that. You try to tell them that the government is evil and all that and they can't wrap their heads around that. Try telling someone that the opposition to what they think is true is actually the freaking government trying to mislead and to control that aspect of it to win in the long run. It's it's like these levels of of truth. It's like kindergarten all the way through like a doctorate. And it's it's kindergarten level to not understand what controlled opposition is. But once it starts to unravel, the it's 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 dismantling, but it's also empowering because the truth is so powerful, you know. I would say that I have a doctorate in facts. <laughs> I I'd like to say that because um I'm a lot older than you. I grew up 
in a generation where, you know, I saw the switch in schools from uh, flat earth, the globe model and, you know, you know, I don't just everything, the way that math is done, the way history was taught. And now it's like complete and total horseshit and garbage. I can say that. Thank you very much because I taught college too. Um, I just, you know, all you have to do is look and there's so much like opposition to uh, anybody that believes in chemtrails or pretty much anybody that believes in questioning what they're being told, you know, and especially with the chemtrails, like not very many people know about it or they'll be like, well, I looked it up on the internet and that's just a wild conspiracy theory. It's hard for people to find actual information if they don't know where to look. But I will tell you that the government has even admitted you have military and Pentagon officials admitting not just HARP, but about cloud seeding and about chemtrails and their scientists that worked on the chemtrails, you know, stuff, equipping the planes and all that, that, that have come out and told their stories, just like, um, the, the doctor that, you know, came out with the technology for the mRNA vaccine. And then all of a sudden, like they stole his research, just like they did with uh, another doctor that I know. Um, but I, they bury stuff like a cat in a litter box all of the time. There's documents to prove this should exist. Tell them about um, the Department of Energy memo, program, whatever. Oh, yes, happily. Um, but firstly, regarding the chemtrails, there's so many different programs ongoing. And they're right there, hidden in plain sight. All you have to do is look it up. But mm -hmm. instead of doing all that research... All you have to do is literally look up. Just start looking up every single day. And there's days where your sky is normal, like it mm -hmm. was when you were a child. And you right. have white fluffy clouds and beautiful blue skies. And if there's any planes, there's nothing coming out of the back. That is your litmus test. Get rid of the fear. Don't worry about who's saying what's coming out of the back of those planes. Just focus on those normal days. And then realize that the other days are irregular and what is the difference and why is it going on and don't go looking it up just look up you know and try to just discern on your own so there's so many ongoing programs there's the solar radiation management program srm there's a spice program stratospheric particle injections for climate engineering these are all different programs ongoing. There's a CARE program, C-A-R-E, Charged Aerosol Release Experiment Program through NASA. They have a fleet of planes and drones, and they spray aluminum, barium, and strontium to make, quote, noctilucent clouds to, quote, use the atmosphere as a laboratory, they claim, NASA. Literally, all day, they have patents that go all the way back to the 70s, barium release rockets and all these things. There's the SAI program through the CIA, Stratospheric Aerosol Injections. There's so many acronyms for all these ongoing programs working in conjunction with 
one another to control the weather, control how much sunlight we get, to even block out the moon for certain, I don't know why they do that, but they do. Okay. And one of the programs ongoing where a document was released in 2001, which just like hidden in plain sight, you just got to know the search terms, but definitely the word contrails, chemtrails, and geoengineering was not in this document, but it was through the Department of Energy. So the DOE, who through the indoctrination program and Netflix and the show Stranger Things, which is a huge mm-hmm. hit, right. they demonized the Department of Energy in the movie, in the show Stranger Things, having them like make portals and whatever, that they're like the demon in there. And if you try to tell people that the Department of Energy is the bad guy, the boogeyman, they've been conditioned to think that that's just Hollywood and they'll laugh and say, oh yeah, like in Stranger Things. This is all strategic. Right. So, so if anybody wants to sink their teeth into something and really wake up to chemtrails and do some real research, it's right there hidden in plain sight, like I said, and you just have to search this on Google or Firefox or, or um, whatever your uh, go. go, yeah, whatever <laughs> your search engine. It's uh, DOE, which stands for Department of Energy, um, TAP, which stands for Tropospheric Aerosol Program, and that's the layer of the atmosphere, the troposphere, it's a, a layer of the atmosphere that's close to us. Um, the ionosphere is, is higher up and what have you, stratosphere, also higher um, than the troposphere, I believe. And then, it's so it's the tropospheric aerosol program from the Department of Energy. So you can do doetap.pdf, and then you get a 100-page PDF document. And it's so wordy. And I've had so many walks of life. I've uh, done real estate, and I was a mortgage broker, and I've traded stocks and looked at all these different um 10 Qs and balance sheets and stuff. And I can dig through and, and determine if a company is decent enough to like maybe invest in and stuff like that. There's all these uh, vernaculars and, and I've got a master's in business, graduated top of my class. I can kind of read through this stuff, but most normal people would not even be able to like grapple the wordiness <laughs> of this document. Like I your swear. brain melted? <laughs> yeah, like literally. And if you really can digest it, it's, it's an, an admission to all of this uh, treasonous, literally treasonous activity. They grid the city of Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, you're in Tennessee. You should totally check this out. They mm-hmm. grid the, the city of Nashville, Tennessee with drones and planes and ground-based stations watching the plumes of um, chemtrails mixed together, these different aerosol agents. They literally do it over Nashville, not over the country, Nashville, Tennessee. And this is in 2001. This document comes out what else happened in fall 2001? The biggest distraction ever. So right 9-11. So right before 9-11, the Department of Energy launched pretty much publicly the tropospheric aerosol program, which is a program to spray the troposphere with experimental particulates through mm-hmm. planes and drones and helicopters and mixing all these chemicals in the sky. And in the budget, in the appendix, in the end, $5 million is spent in 2001 to not be exposed to the general public. And the budget is extrapolated out um, and for years. Each year the budget goes up, and each year they're spending even more money on not being exposed to the public. And so when you start to do the research and from, dig and understand... Wait, wait. From your own tax dollars, mind you, people. Mind all, you. All of the shitty experiments and the chemtrails and the spraying and all of the things that they've done throughout history is all coming out out of your pocket. So you are paying the government to poison you. 
just so you know that. So once you've downloaded this document, the TAP, um, the DOE TAP PDF for your historical archives, because this is very critical information for the deniers and the truth seekers and the researchers out there, you can um, search the document by doing Apple F or Control F and find in that document the word um, precursor gases. So mm. they use the word precursor gases. They're spraying precursor gases out of drones to then go spray other chemicals. What these precursor gases are, are contrails. Contrails do not exist. This, these little lines that we see in the sky, sometimes people think they're smart and they're like, oh, that's a contrail and that's a chemtrail. They're all chemtrails. They're just different chemicals being sprayed. Right. They, look dim- they look differently. They persist differently. Some of them are even invisible, but what they're doing is they're mixing different chemicals in the sky together. So imagine you're like, mixing a soup and first you need a base so they'll come with the precursor gases and they'll put the base out first which look like what we're told to be contrails the short trails and so if you go in the document and you just replace in your head the word precursor gases with contrails the story starts to make a lot of sense they're learning how to lay different chemicals on top of different chemicals to what ends so a lot of people want to know the who what why where when and how of any conspiracy before they can sink their teeth into it, before they can convey the message to their friends, families, and peers. Because once you understand something, you want to convey it to someone, but you want to be able to answer all the questions. And you don't want to get stuck like a deer in the headlights with answers to questions you can't answer. And then all of a sudden people think that, you, you know, oh, you don't know that one. Oh, you think you know everything. It must be, you know, aliens or something. You know, you're just dismantled by people because they have these questions that you don't know. So people right. ask, who's doing it? Department of Energy. Why are they doing it? Well, maybe they wanted to dismantle solar power so that their dirty energy could proliferate like coal and oil. Like the why is a big question. People always ask the why. So the who, what, why, where, when. And like the what are they spraying often comes back to these coal burning power plants. And they took mm-hmm. this, they take the soot from this coal burning power plant and they can take the heavy metal particulates out of that really easily. It's called coal fly ash. So the coal burning power plants are actually working in conjunction with the railroads and just putting these toxins that are supposed to be disposed of, this toxic waste, and this coal fly ash is just going, instead of being put in bladders and being buried underground, people have followed the money and they're just going to Air Force bases and sometimes the coal fly ash is just being sprayed right in the sky. So literally these scrubbers are filtering this coal ash and making it so that it doesn't go in our skies and the EPA is regulating it and then they get it on a plane and spray it right in our skies anyways. Mm -hmm. So... At the end of the day, just that document and just that perspective can open people's eyes wide up. Oh, that's easy to kind of sink your teeth into. Dirty energy, coal, and oil. And that's why the global warming narrative is kind of being controlled by them. The opposition to the global warming narrative is big oil. It's crazy to think, but they're actually the ones controlling the narrative that global warming is nonsense, which it is, but they're the ones behind the entire narrative. And then they're the ones saying, but it's so easy for liberals or whoever to be like, oh, global warming's obviously uh, happening because the ones against it are the dirty energy, oil Mm -hmm. and coal. They're the bad environment people. Of course, they're going to be saying global warming is not fake. They want to keep spewing their toxins into the environment which is true, but it's a deeper agenda. I mean, the people behind the Department of Energy that are pulling these strings, these patents go back to the 1970s. They're in conjunction with NASA. I mean, there's 
there's, when a patent is created, it's because the technology is made and they don't want it stolen by someyone else and it's being utilized. There's right. literally in the 70s, 80s, 90s, hundreds and then even thousands of geoengineering weather modification patents. The making of fake clouds in the stratosphere, in the troposphere, the spraying of barium through barium release rockets, all of these things utilizing aerosolized aluminum, barium, and strontium. And then when you really look into it, the, the aluminum oxide that's being sprayed publicly through NASA and these different agendas, and the, the barium salts being sprayed to mix to be, to be mixed together publicly, these are patented fire accelerants. They're right. spraying patented fire accelerants. They're making wind storms on top of fires. They're geoengineering lightning storms to make the fire start if they're not being lit by arsonists. And instead of making it rain on top of fires, which can be done liggety split, no problem. They can even use lasers. They don't even have to have clouds in the atmosphere. They can make it rain in one second. Instead, they're not making it rain. They're causing windstorms on top of fires and acting right. like they, uh, their hands are tied. You know, And then they're saying, oh, geo, uh, geoengineering needs to be done to dim the sun to save us from these catastrophes. And also, maybe we should lock you in your houses. Yeah. And, <laughs> and for people who don't remember or who heard my episode on this last year about the derecho uh, that happened in Iowa – uh, that wiped out like most of the crops in the state. And they are one of the largest corn producers in the United States. And it completely decimated their crops. And it was a freak windstorm out of the middle of nowhere. That was planned because at the time it was an election year and <clears throat> You had people running for governor and mayor and all kinds of stuff in the state. So it was really convenient how that happened. And then it, it wiped out a state that already has, you know, trouble making ends meet anyway because it's a farming community. So just saying. Oh, and I got to mention this because I've, I've told people about this before when, you know, people are always like, oh, you know, Harp doesn't exist. Cloud seeding doesn't exist. You know, none of that's true. Blah, blah, blah. And I had talked about before an article that came out in one of our quote, <clears throat> wink, wink, reputable news sources about China, because you all know the media loves China, um, about how they have been using weather manipulation for a very long time. Uh to avert any clouds or storms for the first time that the Beijing Olympics were held there. Plus, uh, they've also, in the same article, talked about how by, to, I think it's three years from now, that they're expecting to be able to uh, cloud seed so much there that they can actually make it rain over like, I don't know, 68 million acres or something at once. So uh, yeah. yeah, China's it's slowly, China's slowly telling the world that they can do what they've been doing for quite some time. And yes, yeah, they was, admitted it. I mean, they very, admitted it with their Olympics. 
yeah, it's very publicly acknowledged and admitted during the Olympics. They even cleared out smog with engineered winds and they made it not rain and all sorts of stuff. I mean, even ski resorts and even power companies for their hydro dams make rain. They put it in the paper. We're seeding clouds here. We're right. doing it. But the farmers, that technology is just like literally in the, in the sixties, it was known that you can seed clouds farmers right. would even seed clouds and add nutrients so that it rained down nutrients on their farms potassium right. and what have you so that information's been swept right under the rug and now they can create these catastrophes and what it is is it's a slow and steady consolidation of small farmers i mean right. if they can if they can slowly control agriculture then they can control everything through right. GMO crops, through raising the prices, through um, monoculture and monocropping and all sorts and, and taking away the biodiversity and all of this nonsense. But the, the, the catastrophic drought in California and the recent um, weather engineered attack on Austin and the derecho that you're talking about, they right. give it a little fancy name and then makes it okay. These are all engineered events to slow and steady. And Bill Gates is just gobbling up farmland. Right. Bill Gates is the largest sole agriculture landowner in the United States now. You That's know? so and we can all start eating bug burgers, mm -hmm. cockroach burgers, because cockroach are plenty. Um, and that's his goal. He doesn't want you to be able to eat anything that you eat now. He wants you to eat meatless options. So that is going to be his um, contribution to society. Him and Bezos and Richard Branson, all the jackals together, um, donated large portions of their uh, finances toward meatless options for us. So... Yeah, and that's and that's all the pacification of humanity. Um, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to step on any vegetarian or vegans' toes or anything like that because healthy diets for certain people and certain everyone's different, you know. Wait, wait! But, I will step on their toes and I will eat them when there's a meat shortage. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, no, really. <laughs> but but to understand, to really take a step backwards, and to know. Like if you, I've been, I've been collecting some amazing books and making this truth library and there's this David McGowan. Um, he's an author who is eventually, I believe he died suspiciously, but he wrote the book weird scenes inside the Canyon about the Laurel Canyon and how the music mm -hmm. industry in LA was all hijacked from the doors to the cars to everybody. These are CIA agents um, manipulating the social construct to make everything, everyone pacifists. Right. Okay. And veganism was introduced and right. all these other things. And, and it's all to pacify. And even the, the trans thing and all of the hand sanitizers, they have triclosan in them and it disrupts the hormones in the right. endocrine system. All of this is a push to pacify. If we don't have the proper omegas in our brains, we cannot think straight. We right. need those oils from the grass-fed cows and yep. the grass-fed butter. I'm learning about A1 and A2 milk. I guess A2 milk is better digestible and all this stuff. It's like knowledge is power. And we do need all these things that they're trying to take away. You can't replace 
ancestry evolutions right. of people eating m- meat. You can't replace that with chemicals, literal chemicals right. th- by Bill Gates. You know, or genetically the- modified, completely genetically modified diets from what your normal body is used to. Your body will go into a state of shock. I can tell you that is not a joke um, because when you are used to, you know, like a carnivore diet or, you know, whatever your diet may be, and then all of a sudden you no longer have access to that, your body starts to cannibalize itself, starting with your muscles. It starts to eat your muscles. It eats up all your sugar, your fat stores, all of that. Uh, you will no longer be able to function. Just saying. Which makes me think that we may end up seeing some disruption of the supply chain. 100%. Because, because they want to you know, convince people, oh, it's not that easy to get everybody cows everywhere, start eating mm-hmm. these protein alternatives because that is a, it's a push. It's a new 100%. world order push. And you mentioned um, Bezos, who's left the realm at Amazon just recently. And I guess he's like the one of the richest guys out there. Bezos is also doing the space thing and, and yes. went up in a rocket recently. And they're yes. all, it's all so manipulative. It's just, it's he's, all. Go ahead. He's taking someone from our state um, mm. up, <clears throat> up to space <laughs> ah, for this 10 minute experience. Mm. Fascinating. And they're going to go all the way through our atmosphere and supposedly all the way around the Earth's circumference and then back within 10 minutes. Wow. Lucky them. I call bullshit. I'm I'm glad that they have all the millions of dollars to be able to do that, that no one else will be able to afford it. And they can just hear their stories from these trusted billionaires. Yeah. (laughs) But in the end, in the end, the truth will set us free. Like this is all a slow and steady discernment recognition like gut awareness like street smarts eye-opening experience it's like how many times are you going to walk down the same street and get robbed by the same shady looking homeless person before your gut starts to tell you that that person is not one to walk by like eventually i mean that's just an analogy that i came up with off the top of my head but eventually that was good thank you eventually our gut and our hearts and our entire being starts to resonate with the truth and it becomes – the lies become literally offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean maybe 9-11, I've, I fell for it and it took me a couple years to wake up to it. But I'm not falling for anything anymore, you know. And the more that they try to pull, the more that I call bullshit, the more that we can can create this resonant frequency together. Right. Of right. truth and and create that light to shine bright enough for everyone to find their way out of the dark. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, you know, some people don't want to use their voice or be vocal on social media or podcasting or anything like that. But I urge you, um, if you are of the mindset that you know there's things that are wrong and you know that it falls on you to educate and get truth out in one way or the other, please, I urge you just do it on whatever level you can, even if it's just talking to your neighbors or people at the bar or wherever you go, 
You've got to get that word out because that is the one thing that they fear the most is an educated population. And it's overwhelmingly empowering to see the influence that you can have just by planting a seed. You wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe what God or the universe or whatever the opportunity it'll give you to plop right in your lap and you say a couple things and then years later this person comes full circle and tells you all the stuff that they did because you shifted their perspective on reality. You know, it's it's very important to realize how powerful that we are and the 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 lies are so easily broken down. You just have to be able to realize the real lies, you know? Right. And even if you think that something just smells wrong, it smells fishy, trust your gut, it is fishy. Just trust at 100% because we were born with natural instincts and natural innate abilities um, to keep us safe. So make sure you listen to that. I think a lot of people lost touch uh, with that inner ability, but I'm just going to say, um, keep doing you, Matthew, and what you're doing is great. And I'm very excited that you were on here with me today. Tell everybody where they can find you at. Thanks. And thanks so much for having me on. It's really like, um, I think it's so amazing how like-minded we can be across uh, the world, you know, you're on the other side of the country and we're mm-hmm. totally resonating on the same exact things and we're agreeing on the same things. And we're not just like, um, um, we're not just doing, we're not, we're not being fake, you know, right. like we literally believe in each other and everything that we say and we've never even met. It's so amazing. Um, before that I, uh, before I drop my websites and stuff, I want to say this one thing that, that resonated with me. So you talk about discernment and how we have to slowly cultivate it or I do at least right I think right, I think we can, pra- we, we can practice this right but there's things in our life that we were told that we knew might have been bullshit but we never questioned because of our peers and what have you and one thing that I thought was really fascinating when I was a child they told me the story and you were talking about the history being rewritten and you're a lot mm-hmm. older than me and I just wanted to plant this seed with you and everyone mm-hmm. else before I go so when I was a child I was told and I grew up in Northern Virginia, right on the Mason-Dixon line. I had white kids and black kids in my, in my school. We we're right there. Um, I lived in Virginia, but just 20 miles north was Maryland where you know, slavery didn't even exist. And right. there was this, this approach to slavery about it was really guilt-tripping. And it was such a horrible thing. And I should be ashamed that my ancestors were white and all this and whatnot. But don't worry. There was hope. There was Harriet Tubman. There was the Underground Railroad, and what they did is they came out in song in the night, and they followed the North Star to freedom. And I wondered what that was all about and questioned it and was told not to question it, and now I really question it. And people really love to stick up for that North Star because of that story. Mm -hmm. It's deeply ingrained in them, and and for white people, it's, it's hope for, you know, the horrible things that their ancestors did. And for black people, it's, it's hope for their ancestors getting to freedom from slavery. But it, the story of the North Star is actually this trickery because what it is is it's freedom from mental slavery, but they want you thinking it's something different. So I always wondered what was up with the North Star? How could they come out every night and it be in the exact same place? They're mm-hmm. in Virginia. 
Okay, they're not at the North Pole or something. They're in Virginia. They're in South Carolina. They're in Georgia. They're slaves. The North Star never moves. Never moves. Never has. It's always right there for nautical direction and all this stuff. And if you start to wrap your head around what our ancestors, how they plotted the skies, and and they didn't they didn't abide by this heliocentric model. Right. And the heliocentric model will tell us that we're at a wobble. We're on an angle. And we're spinning at about 700 or 1,000 miles per hour at the equator, but 500 right. miles per hour somewhere else, whatever. We're spinning really fast. We're orbiting the sun, which is blasting through space. And we're orbiting the sun at an elliptical pattern. We're doing all of this motion. How does the North Star never move? It doesn't make any sense. It never will. It never does. And right. we're given this story in childhood so that we are indoctrinated literally to defend this thing that brought freedom to slaves. But I don't even know if the story is even true now that I think about it because I know every single person I've ever asked, they remember that story as mm-hmm. a child and it right. sticks out like a sore thumb from when they were like in first grade. And, and is the story, this fanciful, sweet, beautiful story of hope, is it even true or is it a dismantling of our reality to get us believing and and supporting a system that's not even true to believe all these falsehoods that aren't even true. So please think for yourself and question everything. And please find me. I just lost my YouTube channel, which is very devastating. But still, I'm on Facebook at Matt Landman. And I have a daily truth blog and a vlog video truth booth that I've been setting up and putting a lot of energy and focus into on Actual Activists, my website, actualactivists.com. And I'm going to start featuring activists on that website and do microfunding for activists and turn it into a social media platform. But already I'm putting my videos over there and doing daily truth bombs. And there's so much. There's categories on there for all of the main truths that need to be exposed that I feel are so important, GMOs, chemtrails, fluoride, and health, um, and vaccines. So those categories are there, but also it's a plethora of information. I guarantee you if you just start looking, you'll learn something. So there's there, and then frankenskiesthemovie.com, and then frankenskies2.com, where I'm working on the sequel to Climate Chains, like shackles, because this whole narrative of climate change is to literally enslave humanity and we have to wake everyone up before it's too late. I really appreciate you and the hope and wisdom that you bring. And also, you know, not to be rude or anything, but there's not that many people from your generation that are totally tuned in. So I applaud you. Thank you. I love you. And have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that. huge compliment. And anyway, thank you again for joining me today. I think it was a wonderful conversation. Hope some people learn some things. So if you do, that is fantastic. Like, share, subscribe, download. Like I said, follow me on, as always, Podbean. Now you can find me on Spotify as well and Alt Media United. So for me and for Matthew, see you next time.